I know for a fact that he's poisoned his own people. He doesn't believe in the worth of each individual. We must do everything we possibly can to stop the terror. Now watch this drive. That's it. Mr. Bush, when are you going to apologize for the million Iraqis that are dead because you Hopefully you guys sat through that new intro. Uh, that's just for you know more conspiracy-themed episodes or like spooky corruption kind of things, more so than I normally talk about. I actually want to thank Donald J. Trump for bringing this to my attention. I never knew about this. Uh, homie just posted it a little bit ago on his true social. I was like, oh, no shit. When checked it out, I was like, oh, well, fuck me. thought it would be an interesting little read because, you know, the right... And I talked about this a little bit on a different episode. Record, I can't remember which one it was a couple of days ago. It's, but I was talking about how it's easy for people on the right to point out people on the left who are corrupt or warmongering, you know, so on and so forth. But there's very little uh, interest, it seems, occasionally. And Now, to be fair, there's a lot more people on the right who will call out members of the right who are doing bad shit. But a lot of politicians on the right get a pass. You know, the right's happy to talk about the warmongering fucking death on the hands of, you know, Clinton, both Bill and Hillary, and Obama and shit, but they're not really that eager to talk about Bush. And I think a million dead Iraqis is worth talking about, though this is a little bit deeper than that. I'm surprised this doesn't get more coverage, and I'm big into the conspiracy theories. Love and Northwoods, all that shit. It even gets a little bit more esoteric than that later on down the road in the rabbit hole of conspiracy theories. But, like, this is interesting. I don't know. I just, it never came across my desk before. I thought it was kind of interesting to check out. And look at the year it came out 2016. Just one of the greatest years uh, in American history, as far as I'm concerned. A lot of bad shit happened that year, but. God damn, did it kick off a funny four years. But, enough him and Han, let's get into this uh, article about Hillary Clinton. I mean, sorry, George W. Bush. <laughs> the George W. Bush White House lost 22 million emails by Nina Burley on September 12th, 2016. Wow. Day after 9-11. His favorite holiday. Uh, National Bush Remembrance Day, if you didn't know what 9-11 was. For 18 months, Republican strategists, polit- political pundits, reporters, and Americans who follow them have been pursuing Hillary Clinton's personal email habits, and, ha- and no evidence of a crime has been found. Uh, dubious, dubious. But now, they at least have the skills and interest to focus on a much larger and deeper email conspiracy, one involving war, lies, 
a private server run by the Republican Party and concept in contempt of Congress citations. All of it still unsolved and unpublished. Clinton's email habits look positively. Uh, let's see, hold on. Clinton's email habits look positively transparent when compared to the subpoena dodging, email hiding, private server using George W. Bush administration. But I didn't notice acid wash being listed in that list of things. Now we know for a fact that Hillary Clinton acid washed multiple devices. Through that shit, just completely fuck it. No way, means, or ability to recover any of that information. We also know about all these Hillary Clinton staffers and Democrats who are working closely to Hillary smashing their phones with hammers to avoid any kind of detection or trouble. But hey, what do I know? I'm just a conspiracy theorist. Let's hop over to a very old news outlet just to watch a clip of some very funny people on CNN completely confirming everything I just fucking said. And I like using liberal sources for this specific reason. Ooh, sticks uploaded for the day. Nice. Anyway, <clears throat> I know I'm going to be watching when I'm at work. Boom. I'm going to watch that Sticks, Hex, and Hammer later. By the way, if you're not subscribed to Sticks, Hex, and Hammer, I highly recommend checking him out. Uh, you know, he gets painted with the Republican brush pretty hard and whatnot, but he's really not. Homie's like a pro-choice... I don't know, libertarian, but he's pretty cool. Uh, just remember what I was saying about the acid wash servers, phones being smashed, all that shit. Let's check out the CNN fact checker going over all that. But the fact that the FBI cannot say with regard to her emails that they were not conclusively, not totally hacked, that's not a good thing. No, it's not a good thing, but you know what is a good thing? The release of this report. The Clinton campaign wanted this report to come out. Why? Because the FBI had an exhaustive year-long investigation. They talked to probably dozens and dozens and dozens of people, hours, hours and hours of testimony, and the decision not to recommend uh, prosecution for was absolutely unanimous. Was it careless? Yes. Was it a mistake? Yes. As Hillary Clinton said, I should not have done this, and if I ever had to do it again, I'd make a different decision. But was yes. it criminal? No. It was not criminal. So I guess that's the benchmark now to become president. There's not let's go through the facts. 17,500 17, emails that she lied about turning over. The server wipe. Within weeks of there being a report that she had a private server, it was wiped. She thought that C, Oof. which stands for classified, stood for cookie or something, which stands for classified. She thought that drone strikes are not classified. She said that the reason she used the private server is for convenience and that she only had one uh, device. She used 13 Blackberries. Let me finish. And five iPads. At least she doesn't All just smash with hammers. IPad. This is somebody who is absolutely disqualified from becoming president. They destroyed blackberries with hammers in the State Department. That's not what won the presidency. Actually, Evan, 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 hold on, 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 hold on. Shut up. You're fucking up my narrative, asshole. Can I get a fucking paid off shill fact checker to get in here and tell him that he's wrong, please? Check that. Hang on, that hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, hang on, Evan Perez. Hammers, fact check that for me, please, on the fly. Uh, yes, they did, Brooke. Uh, <laughs> as, as, uh, <laughs> as, they as did. you mentioned, there were uh, 13 devices. Uh, <laughs> uh, sit and fucking spin on it, bitch.
says mobile devices and five iPads. Oh, she is so unhappy. Look at this fucking... For those listening, you really need to start li- watching the video version of this instead. But this motherfucker has this subtle Mona Lisa smile. Homie looks like he's watching his fucking wife get fucked by a big black dude named Tyrone on fucking FaceTime. Look, look at the defeat in his face. This bitch looks like she wishes she was there with Tyrone. And homie here is counting the days before Hillary visits him in the dead of night. That uh, the FBI said that you know in some way were used with with her private email server. And they did, in some cases, just destroy them with hammers when they were done using them. That is absolutely not following the rules and regulations of the State Department. You know it. Your 52 reasons just went down to one. No reason. <laughs> Your 52 reasons just went down to one. Oh, man. It's absolutely not following the rules and regulations of the State Department. What do you mean smashing government property with hammers? And having my information email sent to a bunch of different proxy accounts on a bunch of different devices with different usernames and logins and everything. What do you mean this doesn't follow protocol? I mean, you know, your 52 reasons just went down to one. Your 52 reasons just went down to one. God damn. No reasons left. Listen, here's the bottom line here. This is somebody who's disqualified from becoming president. She said that she didn't remember. Homie's <laughs> whole fucking world. He got that Brendan Schaub look when Joe Rogan was like, bro, I don't, I think you'll be surprised. Remember her training Excuse because me. of her concussion? Forrest, does she still not remember things? Look, this motherfucker can't even look over here. This dude right here, enough of your, of your grandstanding. Homie can't even look at this guy. He has to like, keep staring at the host like, I don't even want to make eye contact with him. This is all, listen, these are all facts. Did I say one thing wrong? Keck. Of course, all in the description below. Ooh, you should watch this. Reasons TV, Capitalism versus Socialism. Very good. Though this is a better version of the Lex Friedman podcast with, uh, ya, uh was it Von um, Yusov? can't think of his name, and Michael Malice talking about socialism and political parties versus anarchy. It's really good. But let's get back to the article at hand. And I gotta get some sleep. It's all, it's uh, 6.30, and I gotta be at work at 9, and I've been up all night, so I gotta... Alright. <clears throat> Email habits, no evidence could be found. Congress cautions, but it's still... Got it, okay. But now... They at least have the skills and interests to focus on a much larger, deeper conspiracy involving uh, one involving war, lies, a private server run by a Republican Party, and contempt of Congress citations. All. Is it working now? Well, well, that was weird. Everything just crashed suddenly. Hmm. I'm on to you, Bush. Monitoring my fucking garbage ass show nobody listens to I'm, I'm on to you bitch anyway Clinton's email habits look positively transparent when compared to the subpoena dodging email hiding private server using George W. Bush what about the Steele dossier and the Sussman server watch your name calling bitch anyway i watching Breaking Bad lately that's why that word's in my mind so much between 2003, or server using George W. Bush administration, between 2003 and 2009, the Bush White House lost, 
quotations, lost 22 million emails. This correspondence included millions of emails written during the darkest period in Americans, America's recent history when the Bush administration was ginning up support. I almost said grinning. When the, when the Bush administration was ginning up support for what turned out to be a disastrous war in Iraq with false claims that the country possessed weapons of mass destructions, WMD. And later, when it was firing U.S. attorneys and pol- for political reasons like Clinton, the Bush White House used a private email server. It was owned, it was owned by Republican National Committee and the Bush administration failed to store its emails as required by law and then refused to comply with a congressional subpoena seeking some of those emails. Quote, it's about as amazing, it's about as amazing a double standard as you can get. There should have been a comma in there, but there wasn't. Says Eric Bolhart, who works with the pro-Clinton group Media Matters. Woo, Newsweek, you're just going to admit Media Matters is a pro-Clinton group? It's kind of ballsy, actually. That's actually kind of ballsy. I don't know if they realize that or not. That's actually hmm, interesting. I mean, you're completely right, but I don't know, man. People got killed for less being around Hillary. Off topic. Seeking some of those emails, it's about as an amazing of a double standard as you can get, says Eric Bobert, who works for a pro room. Quote, if you look at the Bush emails... He was sitting. He was a sitting president, and 95% of his chief advisor's emails were on a private email system set up by the RNC. Imagine if, for the last year and a half, we had been talking about Hillary Clinton's emails set up on a private DNC server. Why not talk about both? You like we can't do both. We can totally do both. Most troubling research. Why are they both holding onto the bitch handles? Hmm? What's, what's, what's with that? Most troubling researchers found a suspicious pattern in White House email system blackouts, including periods when there were no emails available from the office of the Vice President Dick Cheney. Quote that the Vice President's office, widely characterized as the most powerful Vice President in history, should have more archived emails in its account for scores of days, especially days when the server... Sorry, especially days when there were discussions of whether to invade Iraq. <laughs> Give me one second, please. Uh, Begird, the imagination, says Thomas Blayton, director of the Washington-based National Security Archive, the NSA. Not to be confused with the National Security Agency, also known as the NSA. The Federal Surveillance Organization is a non-profit devoted to obtaining and declassifying national security documents and is one of the key players in the effort to recover the supposedly lost Bush Bush White House emails. The media paid some attention to the Bush email The Bush email chicanery, but spent considerably less ink and airtime 
than has been devoted to the Clintons' digital communications in the past 18 months. Do both. According to the Boston social media analytics firm Crimson Hexagon, what a cringy fucking name. It's just as bad as having a username like XXX Seth Roth, number one fan, XXX to exclamation point X. You can tell what era of the internet I'm from. Which ran a study for Newsweek. There have been 560,397 articles mentioning Clinton's emails between March 2015 and September 1st, 2016. In 1978, Congress passed the Presidential Records Act, PRA, which mandated all presidential and vice presidential records created after January 20th, 1981 (coughs) be preserved and that the public not the president, own the record. The following year, the Reagan administration installed the White House's rudimentary first email system. Despite the PRA, neither the Reagan nor the H.W. Bush administration maintained email records. Even as the number of White House emails began to grow exponentially, the Bush administration would produce around 200 million. In 1989, the federal lawsuit a federal lawsuit to force the White House to comply with the PRA was filed by several groups, including the National Security Archive, which, at the time, was mostly interested in unearthing the secret history of the Cold War. The suit sparked a last-minute court order issued in the waning hours of the first Bush presidency that prevented six thousand White House email backup tapes from being erased. You fucked up spelling erased. When Bill Clinton moved into the White House, his lawyers supported the elder Bush in his efforts to uphold the side a side deal he'd cut with the National Archives and Records Administration to allow him to treat his White House emails as personal. Dirty dealings, debate club, you ain't in it, and it's the same club they fuck you in the ass with. A wise man named George Carlin. At the time, George Stephanopoulos. Sure. Yep. At the time, George Stephanopoulos, then White House communications director, defended the resistance, saying his boss, like Bush, didn't want subsequent and potentially unfriendly administ- administrations rooting around in old emails. Well, let's just use a Bush talking point. If you've done nothing wrong, you have nothing to hide. Right, Bush? Wasn't that your thing? Right? Don't ask, don't tell, and if you have nothing to hide, you don't have anything to fear when you get searched. Mm. The Clinton White House eventually settled the suit, and White House aide John Podesta, ugh, now Hillary Clinton's campaign chairman, even invited members of the National Security Archive into the White House to demonstrate how the new system worked. If anyone tried to delete an email, a message would pop up on the screen indicating that to do so would be violating the PRA, which means it would violate a federal law. Quote, We were happy with that, recalls Blanton, who edited a book on the Reagan-Bush email evasion. White House email, the top secret messages the Reagan-Bush White House tried to destroy. Eight years later, in 2003, a whistleblower told the National Security Archive that the George W. Bush White House was no longer saving its emails. 
the Archive, and another watchdog group, Citizens for Responsibility and Ethics, in Washington, which had represented out, uh, sorry, represented outed CIA agent Valeri Plame in her case against the Bush administration, refilled their original lawsuit, refiled their original lawsuits. My apologies. Plaintiff, the plaintiffs soon discovered that Bush aides had simply shut down the Clinton automatic email archive, and they identified the start date of the lost emails as January 1st, 2003. The White House claimed it had switched to new servers and in the process was unable to maintain an archive, a claim that many found dubious. Anything these fucks say is dubious. Bush administration emails could have aided a special prosecutor's investigation into a White House effort to discredit a diplomat who disagreed with the administration's fabricated Iraq Iraq WMD evidence. Never forget, the Times lied about that. The Times lied because the Bush administration fed them propaganda and told them to run this narrative. Operation Mockingbird never ended. It was rebranded and continues as something not known currently. Sorry, it's expanded. Absolutely still a thing. MMD evidence by ousting his CIA agent wife, Plame, Special Prosecutor Patrick Fitzgerald, who was brought in to investigate that case, said in 2006 that he believed some potentially relevant emails sent by aides in Cheney's office were in the administration's system, but he couldn't get them. The supposedly lost emails also prevented Congress from fully investigating in 2007 a potentially motivated firing of nine U.S. attorneys. When the Democrat-led Senate Judiciary Committee subpoenaed related emails, Bush's Attorney General Alberto Gonzalez, I believe he's now working in Texas somewhere, said many were inaccessible or lost on non-governable private servers run by the RNC. Why does a non-government group have access or ownership of government-related communications? Red flag right there. Called GWB43 or George W. Bush 43rd President.com. Actually, I'll leave a link to that in the bio, actually. The White House, meanwhile, officially refused to comply with congressional subpoenas. Senate Judiciary Chairman Patrick Leahy, a Democrat from Vermont, called the president's actions Nixonian, Nixonian stonewalling. Well, the interesting thing about the whole uh, Watergate thing that got rid of Nixon is the Watergate thing was a cover-up for a much bigger government operation. Uh, actually, Nixon had no idea that homies were in the building collecting shit. And in order, to my understanding of what I've read, to not rip the country apart, Nixon took the hit. Now, I don't know if that's true. Nixon took us off the gold standard like a fucking idiot. So I really don't know. That could just be things that are thrown around and whatnot. Different president, not from my time. I just deal with the consequences of his shit generations later. And, at one point, took the floor in exasperation and shouted, quote, They say they have not been preserved. I don't believe that. 
his House uh, counterpart, Judiciary Chairman John Connors, a Democrat from Michigan, pussy ass bitch, said Bush's assertions of executive privilege was unprecedented and displayed a quote an appalling disregard for the right of the people to know what's going on in their government, just like Donald Trump's executive uh, privilege uh, something. In court, in May 2008, administrative lawyers ow, contended that the White House had lost three months' worth of email backups from initial days of the Iraq War. Bush aides thus evaded a court-ordered deadline to describe the contents of the digital backup believed to contain emails deleted in 2003 between March when the U.S. invaded Iraq and September. They also refused to give the NSA nonprofit any relating any emails relating to the Iraqi war despite Iraq war, despite the PRA blaming a system upgrade that had been that had deleted up to five million emails. The plaintiffs eventually contended that the Bush administration knew about the problem in 2005, but did nothing to fix it. Eventually, the Bush White House admitted it lost 22 million emails, not 5 million emails. That's a big fucking difference, my guy. Then in December 2009, well into Barack Obama's administration, the White House said it found 22 million emails dated between 2003 and 2005 that it claimed had been mislabeled. Oh, that catch was given to the National Archives, and it and other uh, plaintiffs agreed on December 14, 2009 to settle their lawsuit, but the emails have not yet been made available to the public, of course. When Bush dies, give it five years, and then they'll be out. <laughs> Maybe after Obama passes away, too, they'll be out. Maybe Biden, but let's face it, Obama and Bush are going to both outlive Joe Biden. It's just, it's just going to happen. And that's the interesting thing, you know? And not since Reagan have I really lived through a, a president passing away that actually uh, the whole country had a reaction to. Nixon died when I was a kid, but a lot of the country didn't really react to that. They were like, oh, okay, neat. Uh, but when, when, when Reagan died, it was like a multi-day thing. You know, that iconic clip of that kid crying at the casket. Don't know who that kid was, but, you know, whatever. Joe Biden is in such bad health, man. He's going to pass on before any of these former presidents like Bush or or Obama or, or Trump. And honestly, it's not kind of weird to say, but if Trump doesn't get, you know, McAfee'd or uh, RFK'd, I, I honestly think he might outlive the other ones, too. Might sound a little weird, but he's not. he doesn't drink. He's a lot of fast food, but, you know, he doesn't drink, doesn't do any drugs, mostly drinks water. Doesn't even like alcohol. I don't know, man. The other two presidents love that shit. I'm not wishing anything on anybody. I'm just making a thought here. But, yeah, when that happens, it's going to be interesting seeing the uh, nation's reaction to that. Hmm. Because when Bush passes away, I don't really think many people are going to care that much. Uh, Obama, Trump, and Biden are going to be the three presidents that when they pass away, there will be a national reaction to it. I just don't think uh, I don't think Bush is really going to matter that much in the grand scheme of things. He's not really looked at fondly by either side. There's a lot of older Republicans that really like him for some stupid fucking reason, but you know that's either here or there. But let's get into this. The Senate Judiciary Committee was operate was operating on a different track 
But having no more luck in a bipartisan vote in 2008, the committee found uh, White House aides Carl Rove and Joshua Bolton, Michael Bolton's kid, in contempt of Congress for refusing to comply with subpoenas in the investigation of the fired U.S. attorneys. The penalties for contempt are fines and possibly jail time, but no punishment was ever handed down because a D.C. federal appeals court, of course, stayed the Senate's ruling in October 2008. While the White House appealed, Rove's lawyer's claim, uh, Rove's lawyer claimed, Rove did not, quote, intentionally delete any emails but was only conducting, quote, the type of routine deletions people make to keep their inboxes orderly, according to the AP. But then, by then, Obama was weeks away from winning the election, so the Bush administration basically ran out the clock, and neither the Obama administration nor the Senate committee pursued the matter. The committee's final report on the matter was blunt. Quote, this subversion of the justice system has included lying, misleading, stonewalling, and ignoring the Congress in our attempts to find out precisely what happened. The reasons given for these firings were contrived as part of a cover-up. And the stonewalling by the White House is part and parcel of that same effort. At the time, some journalists and editorialists compared complained about the lack of transparency of the white on the white house's part how about the lack of effort from congress and senate to do anything about this they just kind of sat back it sounds like but the washington post in an editorial accepted the white house's explanation that the emails could have been lost due to a flawed it system Mm, just accepted that democracy dies in plain sight The mystery of what was in the missing Bush emails and why they went missing is still years away from being solved, if ever. The National Archives now has 220 million emails from the Bush White House, and there is a long backlog of Freedom of Information Act requests already, but not all of the emails will be available to the public until 2021, when the presidential security restrictions elapse. Even then, with currently available... By the way, it's not out. It it didn't get declassified. I hate to tell you. It's one of the many things that the Biden administration has suppressed. Also, Trump uh, was had everything ready to release the JFK files, and then Bush or uh, and then uh, Biden had him suppressed and had the date for release pushed back like twenty years or some insane shit. It's like motherfucker. <clears throat> when that comes out, man, I'm looking forward to watching the reactions to it. The mystery of what was in the missing Bush emails and why they went missing is still years away from being solved, if ever. Wait, did I read that part? Unable in public until 2021. When the presidential security restrictions elapse. Even then, with currently available archiving and sorting methods, researchers still have years of work to figure out whether Cheney deleted days' worth of emails around the time of the WMD propaganda campaign that led to the war, Blanton says. Quote, to your question of what... <clears throat> pardon me. To your question of what's in there, we don't know. He said, quote, There was not a commitment 
at the top of saving it at all. At the top for saving it at all. Now, was that resistance motivated by political reasons? Or was it, we gotta save money? What? Was there a cost to save emails in your warehouse? Boop. Uh, that's a, that's a good thumbnail for this. Like Leahy, Blanton has doubts that the emails were ever truly lost, given well, murderers always keep the keep a memento, you know. Given that early emails existed in two places, with the sender and with the recipient, but unlike the Watchdog Group Judicial Watch which has been relentless about forcing the State Department to publicly release Hillary Clinton's emails, Blanton and his fellow researchers have declined, have decided not to press their fight for the release of the Bush emails. Convenient. Blanton. Let me just get rid of this here. Blanton says he has no idea whether the Bush email records will be found intact after 2021, when his group will be allowed to do a systematic search and recovery process in the National Archives. Quote, Did they find all of them? We don't know, he says. Quote, Our hope is that by the time the government and the National Archives will have much better technology and tools with which to sift and sort that kind of volume. No, but they will give uh, Lizzo James Madison's ever before played flute and completely ruin it. Fat bitch. And Lizzo was also there. Blanton says he's not expecting that kind of upgrade, though. Quote, Duh. Their entire budget is less than the cost of a single Marine One. How you lying fucker. Of a single Marine One helicopter. He says, quote, It's an underfunded orphan. Meanwhile, the episode that has been nearly forgotten by almost everyone but the litigants a source involved with the stymied congressional investigation recalled the period as an intense time but the obama administration didn't encourage any follow-up devoting its political capital to dealing with the crashing economy rather than investigating the murky de the murky doings that took place under his under his predecessor since then no major media outlets has devoted significant or really any resources to obtaining the emails or finding out what was in them or what exactly the bush administration was doing hiding or losing the emails yeah so, uh, dear Republicans, clean your own fucking house for a change. Go after Cheney, go after Bush, go after Romney, completely exhume John McCain and put his ass on trial for war crimes. Dig, 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 dig up the criminal. Now, that was a cringy version of his song, but not as cringy as the version he did where he was like, bomb, 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 Iran. You know, McCain. It's okay, we got Dan Crenshaw to fill in the... The power vacuum in our hearts that McCain left when he finally croaked and went back to hell where that bloodthirsty fuck belongs. Personally, I prefer my uh, Vietnam uh, war heroes, uh, 
You know, well, he wasn't a hero. <laughs> anyway, uh, he's the type of person that Jane Fonda was right about. That being said, I'm going to wrap this up here. Uh, stay tuned. I'm going to throw in a little clip at the end. Uh, yeah, that being said, I'm going to talk to you guys later. Peace. On the morning of September 11, 2001, 19 men armed with box cutters directed by a man on dialysis in a cave fortress halfway around the world using a satellite phone and a laptop directed the most sophisticated penetration of the most heavily defended airspace in the world. Overpowering the passengers and the military combat trained pilots on four commercial aircraft before flying those planes wildly off course for over an hour without being molested by a single fighter interceptor. These 19 hijackers, devout religious fundamentalists who like to drink alcohol, snort cocaine, and live with pink-haired strippers, managed to knock down three buildings with two planes in New York. While in Washington, a pilot who couldn't handle a single-engine Cessna was able to fly a 757 in an 8,000-foot descending 270-degree corkscrew turn to come exactly level with the ground, hitting the Pentagon in the budget analyst office where DOD staffers were working on the mystery of the $2.3 trillion that Defense Secretary Donald Rumsfeld had announced missing from the Pentagon's coffers in a press conference the day before, on September 10th. 2001. Luckily, the news anchors knew who did it within minutes. Osama bin Laden. The pundits knew within hours. Osama bin Laden. The administration knew within the day. Terrorists who committed these acts and those who harbored them. And the evidence literally fell into the FBI's lap. That a hijacker's passport was found blocks from the World Trade Center crash site, if you can believe that. But for some reason, a bunch of crazy conspiracy theorists demanded an investigation into the greatest attack on American soil in history. That investigation was delayed, underfunded, set up to fail, a conflict of interest, and a cover-up from start to finish. It was based on testimony extracted through torture, the records of which were destroyed. It failed to mention the existence of WTC-7, Able Danger, P-Tech, Sibel Edmonds, OBL and the CIA, and the drills of hijacked aircraft being flown into buildings that were being simulated at the precise same time that those events were actually happening. It was lied to by the Pentagon, the CIA, the Bush administration, and as for Bush and Cheney, well, no one knows what they told it because they testified in secret, off the record, not under oath, and behind closed doors. It didn't bother to look at who funded the attacks because that question is ultimately of little practical significance. Still, the 9-11 Commission did brilliantly answering all of the questions the public had, except most of the victim's family members' questions, and pinned blame on all the people responsible, although no one so much as lost their job, determining the attacks were failure of imagination because Nobody in our government, at least, and I don't think the prior government that could envision flying airplanes into buildings. Except the Pentagon, FEMA, NORAD, and the NRO. The DIA destroyed 2.5 terabytes of data on Able Danger, but that's okay because it probably wasn't important. The SEC destroyed their records on the investigation into the insider trading before the attacks, but that's okay because destroying the records of the largest investigation in SEC history is just part of routine record keeping. NIST has classified the data that they used for their model of WTC-7's collapse, but that's okay because knowing how they made their model of the collapse would jeopardize public safety. The FBI has argued that all material related to their investigation of 9-11 should be kept secret from the public, but that's okay because the FBI probably has nothing to hide. This man never existed, nor is anything he had to say worthy of your attention, and if you say otherwise, you are a paranoid conspiracy theorist and deserve to be shunned by all of humanity. Likewise him, 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 and her and her and her and him. Osama bin Laden lived in a cave fortress in the hills of Afghanistan, but somehow got away. Then he was hiding out in Tora Bora, but somehow got away. 
Then he lived in Abbottabad for years, taunting the most comprehensive intelligence dragnet, employing the most sophisticated technology in the history of the world for a decade, releasing video after video with complete impunity and getting younger and younger as he did so, before finally being found in a daring SEAL team raid which wasn't recorded on video, in which he didn't resist or use his wife as a human shield, and in which these crack special forces operatives panicked and killed this unarmed man, supposedly the best source of intelligence about those dastardly terrorists on the entire planet. Then they dumped his body in the ocean before telling anyone about it. Then a couple dozen of that team's members died in a helicopter crash in Afghanistan. This is the story of 9-11, brought to you by the media which told you the hard truths about His head could be seen to move violently forward. And They took the babies out of incubators. And Mobile production facilities. And The rescue of Jessica Lynch. If you have any questions about this story, you are a batshit, paranoid, tinfoil, dog-abusing baby hater, and will be reviled by everyone. If you love your country and or freedom, happiness, rainbows, rock and roll, puppy dogs, apple pie, and your grandma, you will never ever express doubts about any part of this story to anyone. Ever. This has been a public service announcement by the friends of the FBI, CIA, NSA, DIA, SEC, MSM, White House, NIST, and the 9-11 Commission. Because ignorance is strength. This call will be monitored and recorded for quality assurance. Thank you for calling the federal government. For English, press 1. Para Español, oprima número 2. You have one minute remaining, or we'll gladly contact you again.